Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. Really glad to have you tuned in this morning. Just want to make sure everybody knows that they can go visit our website. It's DaveFox.com. On that site, we have a lot of great remodeling information, a lot of photographs of projects, uh, information about the process and design build remodeling. And uh, you can also go to DaveFoxRadio.com. And in case you've missed any of our previous broadcasts, you can go there and also listen to those. So again, welcome aboard the Dave Fox Show Remodeling Show. Today, I've got a special guest, Steve Dempsey. Steve, thanks for being here. Love to be here, Gary. Love doing the show. Good. So Steve's uh, marketing manager, director here at Dave Fox. The marketing gosh, you know. <laughs> okay, so Jamie's always on the show, Steve, and she's the marketing director, but you are the sales director. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Okay, so Steve's in charge of sales. Yep. And sales is an interesting topic right now in this market, isn't it, Steve? Yeah. Oh, it's the sales right now. It's actually been kind of tough. Actually, it's mm-hmm. the interest rates and things have changed recently. And, you know, it's kind of spooked some homeowners into whether they, you know, stay or in their house or move. It's kind of put some uncertainty with homeowners. Um, but, you know, with, with remodeling, it's kind of changed how they look at, you know, hey, should I be focused on, rather than maybe doing a large expansion on my home, you know, because that's something they were considering doing before interest rates were high. Maybe mm-hmm. we're focused on more of the smaller projects or like their basement, back to kitchens, uh, bathrooms, things of that nature, and putting more emphasis on that in their homes rather than taking on that larger project that would have maybe required them to borrow some money. To yeah, do you that. Know, it's kind of amazing in the past couple of years how large projects just really took over. Oh, I mean, yeah. enormous projects, and people were spending a lot of money in their homes. Oh, yeah, and uh, spending more time in their homes. Yeah, they had the pandemic when we were going through that. Actually, the increase of everyone being at home just quadrupled the amount of remodeling they were doing, just yeah. and kind of overwhelmed the market, really, of or what we do. Uh, we're still trying to recover from that. Even our manufacturers and suppliers mm-hmm. trying to keep up and, you know, and I'll be honest, they're falling short, but they're trying to do their best, mm-hmm. uh, with supply problems of their own as mm-hmm. far as raw materials and things like that. But yeah. it is getting better. just not perfect yet. Yeah. So, you know, rapid growth is actually very demanding on a company. A lot oh, of people yes. don't realize it. They just think if you're growing fast, you're just making all kinds of money and it's everything's great. But really, growing too fast can put companies out of business. Oh, of course. Yes. Because yeah. <clears throat> you've got increasing expenses all along the way and you're outselling stuff, but it takes a while before that really becomes revenue and a source of income to your bottom line. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, you know, you're hiring new people, you're adding this, you're adding that, more equipment, more space. People retire. And there's, yeah. <laughs> and you've got all these cash needs. So rapid growth can really be very challenging for companies. And managing through it, yes. <clears throat> yeah. So we did experience rapid growth the last few years, and, you know, we've had to add manpower. And then, then it puts the training burden on us. You know, oh, yes. Got, all the new people to train and bring them up to speed and then all the mistakes that they make yeah. <laughs> during their training. Uh, it's just part of the reality of really rapid growth. Yeah. And the reality of the market today of, you know, the desire for people to be in the construction industry, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, 
it actually is becoming really big where a lot of people are trying to get into the construction industry, just not with a lot of experience. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's so interesting. We applaud them. But when things are good, all these new companies start cropping up everywhere. Oh, you know, yeah. People we've never heard of before. And then when things get bad, it just, they all know, disintegrate. They all disappear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is, and it's challenging to really put together a solid business that can weather storms. Yes, and it was very much a multi-pronged storm that Mm -hmm. companies good and bad that we had to go through. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as a company, we did very well through it. Of course, there's lots of bumps along the way. Sure. Um, but of course we've gained a lot of quality people, uh, that are good now and are getting better and it'll be great for us for the future when Mm -hmm. things get crazy again, which they always will. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like we took on a whole fresh, a crop of recruits here. Oh yeah. Training and getting them ready for future years. Yes. And then as you mentioned, retirements, I mean, we've had a few people retire. Yeah. Yeah. And retirement's just part of life and, Mm -hmm. you know, COVID and things like that really put certain things in perspective. Some, some of our older staff and I applaud them and accept why they had to retire. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You were mentioning about uh, project size and how the past few years, large projects were the norm mm-hmm. in enormous projects. And now the project size has gone down. And in some ways that's kind of a, a breather for us because, oh yeah, you know, a single kitchen, a single bath, or even a bath in the kitchen or a screen porch or yes. a single room addition, you know, those are kind of bite-sized projects. They're easy to get in get your job done. Uh, they're profitable you get into the really large multi-room expansions, very complicated projects that take months and months and months. It just eats up so much time and so much manpower. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what happened in COVID was uh, with people being at home. They just put these huge lists together and obviously just said, let's pull the trigger. Let's just get all this stuff done. And Mm -hmm. we went from, you know, a couple of projects at a particular site to, several to multi on just about every project. And, you know, that was a large burden for the company and trying to manage expectations through it, given, uh, supply issues and Mm -hmm. things like that. But the size of the projects were just really big, uh, and interest rates were really low. So it was easy for people to borrow money if they didn't already have the money available. So the projects that were designed and sold and we're building on grew right then. Oh (laughs) yeah. People would add, you know, while we're doing this, let's add let's this do that. bathroom or let's add this or that. And then, you know, that just adds a lot of complexity to scheduling because. You know, change orders. When somebody makes a change in project, it, we always try and accommodate homeowners because we understand it's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard for them and it's hard for us too because yeah. we've got all the manpower there. And it's, uh, I know we talked a few years ago about the... The problem with change orders, substantial ones, is, you know, it wrecks your schedule. Oh, yeah. Because you're committed ahead of time. And we always have a, a list ahead of time, people waiting for us to get to their project. So you've got, on one hand, the, the complexity in scheduling. Because if you take on this additional work, you know, it's going to cut into the start date on another job. If you pull off and come back later, that adds a lot of complexity too, because there's all the, the, um, you know, reprep, 
Yep. You know, getting stuff back in order. Uh, so it's just, it's kind of a situation where there's not a good solution. I agree. So generally, if at all possible, we'll go ahead and just add whatever is on an existing project for a number of reasons. And, um, and do our best try to, to build sure. extra time ahead in schedules. Yeah, I think homeowners during uh, during currently, but I think at you know they went they were really accepting of extra time. They they understood it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as things you know they have they have that uh, more of that fatigue now of timelines for stuff. Not even just for us, but just across the board. You know, nobody wants yeah, to wait anymore. Yeah, are, are tired of waiting now. Yeah, I mean, tired of waiting. It's like for we went through two or three years of you know, order a couch and it comes a year, a year later. later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Know. Yeah. So that's what they're getting kind of tired of, and I don't blame mm-hmm. them, even myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, that's the. I wish I could just we could just change it overnight, but it's not something we, I wish we could do right now. Yeah, so. everything takes time to transition, especially in our business where our cycles are so long. You know, just all the work that we get involved in and everything that we do. So today on the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show, we are just talking about really the current state of the market, what's happening in remodeling, what's happening with uh, interest rates, financing, what kind of projects are people focusing on. Uh, we appreciate you talk, uh, listening to us, and we're going to be right back. Welcome back. This is the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas, president of Dave Fox Design Build Remodelers here in Columbus, and I have Steve Dempsey. He is our sales director and manager. Thanks for having me again. All right. So, Steve, obviously you're being in the sales end of things, and we call our salespeople design consultants. Right? Yep. That's kind of a fancier name for a salesperson. <laughs> right. <laughs> but actually they do some design work. I mean, we've got the interior designer that teams up with them. Yep. But the design consultant is the one that comes out to the home, meets the homeowners initially, talks about what they want to do, puts together a game plan, and uh, the design consultant. Well, why don't you just talk about the difference between the design consultant and the interior designer and their responsibilities? Well, your design consultant, the real key aspect of the design consultant is they're actually guiding you as the homeowner through the experience of doing a renovation, uh, which comes with all the parts and pieces that have to happen, starting with the design and then the estimation of the project, the uh, pricing and then the presentation of the project, uh, balancing what fits in your budget, which might go out of your budget, um, whether this would be a good idea or not be a good idea. Um, and then kind of taking you into the steps of if there has to be things like HOA and architecture review and dealing with outside resources to get your project into the production realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interior designer, she works in terms, she does help with that as well. She's going to be focused more on the internal finishes of the space, the design of those spaces with you, which collaborates into the whole presentation of the project, which is why we've incorporated it as part of our business model. Uh, a lot, some companies will use outside resources for that, but we felt that that was always best controlled in-house because it's so interconnected. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's always been important that we also present it as a team in which we do that together. Design, design consultant and the interior designer present it to the client as a team because mm-hmm. that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. 
And the teamwork involved is really incredible when you think about it, because we have really the three different <clears throat> major departments. You know, first is sales. Mm-hmm. It's like Dave Fox, when he was here, used to say, nothing happens before sale. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so that we've got the selling side, then we mm-hmm. have the designing component. Yep. And then we've got the production department. Yep. Our so we've got our... Design consultants, our interior designers, and our production team. Yep. And then you mentioned how you know the communication between the three is so critical because in today's projects, I mean, let's face it, we have done some very complicated, in-depth projects. Yes, with, they're always they're always complicated. With incredible finishes and carpentry work and custom products and. Yep. Uh, I mean, just putting together some of the plumbing issues we get involved with in showers and. Uh, in bathrooms can be pretty complicated. Yeah, that's actually, it's, it is complicated. And every project generates a new bar. You know, we, we designed this and somebody said, that's amazing. How can I make my project even more amazing than that one? And so the bar keeps raising. So it pushes us to our limits and we have to dive into the realm of a little bit uncertainty, working with some new subcontractor to create a new design or a new space and take a little bit of a risk. Mm-hmm. But that's actually been the benefit of working with Dave Fox is that, you know, we, we understand that and we back our homeowners and what we do. So that way we're running into working with a new product or a new design or something like that. That's we start putting it together and somehow it doesn't look right or we can tear it off and do it again, mm-hmm. come up with something different, you know, yeah. fix it. Um, but the idea really is to really kind of come up with the the best designs and it's always pushing that envelope one step further. One second you think you've come to the greatest design ever, somebody else will come up with, come with you. It's something even more crazy. Yeah. So crazy means complex. Yeah, pretty much Mm -hmm. complex. Yeah. So, I mean, our interior designers spend a fair amount of time even working with the project managers or the carpenters just on details. Yes. Of items because, uh. Like to say the devil's in the details, and if you don't get them all correct, uh, and w- you know we get caught off guard. I mean, there's times where we miss in communication, and certain information doesn't get relayed, and uh, that's just part of life and yeah. part of the things that we have to work at as a company. You know, to minimize the amount of rework that we would have to do or anything like that. So that's always a constant uh, goal. Yeah. <clears throat> But as we, as I guess we got into this whole side of the conversation because being in sales, I mean, you guys are right out there in the forefront, uh, knowing what people are looking for, mm-hmm. uh, knowing, you know, what kind of financing are they paying cash? Are they financing projects? Um, what hurdle is the high interest rates actually? You know, who is that affecting? Who is it not affecting? And how does that play into the psychology of someone pulling the trigger and deciding, yes, I'm going to redo this kitchen or I'm going to add this family room to my house? Yeah. What do you think? Well, I mean, when you look at trying to redo, like, say, your kitchen, you know, your kitchen, you know, it's it's going to come down to how important it is to you. You know, using cash or using money, like if you're going to uh, borrow money on your home to do a specific project you're probably going to be looking for a bigger return on that investment uh, because obviously it's adding a lot of square footage, things like that, and probably a higher price point. Now doing kitchens can have a higher price point, but they can be more um, personal. 
Like I've seen some amazing kitchens ripped out <laughs> to put in amazing kitchens mm-hmm. uh, just because yeah. somebody didn't like the way that looked. And some people, instead of borrowing money for that, they'll tend to use their own cash. Uh, but cash has, you know, been where people feel the most comfortable in, in certain market. Um, you know, when you do have the cash available to do something, you can do it and feel comfortable with that. But when obviously if you're, you're borrowing money, you know, there's, you know, obviously the interest that goes with it mm-hmm. when it's high, you're paying a lot more for it. Um, we're seeing actually more people kind of, they're still borrowing money mm-hmm. just at a, uh, not as a uh, high amount. Okay. You know, they are still borrowing money to do projects. Um, they're working more in an already established equity line of credit. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I typically look at homeowners, you know, if, if you're not planning to do a project right now, but equity or uh, interest rates are really low, make sure you try and lock in your own low interest rate for equity line of credit and not wait until you have a project, mm-hmm. you know, try and get that done as soon as you can. It's always a good idea. Yeah. Um, so that way you can, you borrow that money and you're already set at that low interest rate. Um, and so we do have clients that already had already done that. And mm-hmm. that's the best part. Um, yeah. have, have things fallen off with some, with some clients as far as doing cash and just moving forward with some part. Yeah. Uh, that's to be expected, but, uh, for the most part, you know, we're still staying pretty busy, just not on the large scale projects that involve a lot more uh, borrowed money. Yeah. So. You know, with the rate of inflation, Steve, which is pretty high, uh, you've got uh, higher interest rates. Mm-hmm. Um, but when if you have a lot of cash <clears throat> and cash is in the bank and the inflation's high, you're losing money every day that that's in the bank. Yeah. Uh, if tangible assets are increasing in value, but cash is not, I think that frees people up to invest more money in their homes because it's real estate. It's a rock solid investment over time. Sure. There's ups and downs, but uh, the ups always end up overtaking the downs over time. So cash put in the money, uh, put into a home is really, uh, fighting inflation because now you're, cash is in a tangible asset that's increasing as inflation increases where if you have a ton of cash in the bank you're actually losing money over time (laughs) yeah it's true it's true Mm -hmm. so without all that taken into consideration i think we have seen a lot of cash buyers you know for large projects yeah and uh i know even myself i mean i i'd rather buy things that i need than just have cash in the bank right now because really um I'm losing money on any cash in the bank. So I've just been helping the economy. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas. Glad that you are tuned in. In case you're just tuning in now and you missed the previous half of our show, you can always go to DaveFoxRadio.com and there you can listen to the whole thing or any previously broadcast show. Also, invite you to go to our website. It's DaveFox.com. And there you can find tons of information about remodeling. We've got a lot of photographs there. Um, so that's uh, something that I think you would enjoy doing as well. So today I've got Steve Dempsey with me. Steve's our marketing or sales manager. I keep saying marketing. <laughs> Jamie's, Jamie's always there. Where is she at? Uh, Jamie's always here. Well, so. but she's not here now. No, she's not. Okay. So... Um, Anyhow, we're talking about just the general state of remodeling. In the uh, first couple segments, we talked about some of the projects we've been getting tending to be in the smaller 
you know, single project side rather than the big multi-room mm-hmm. giant humongous projects yeah. that were popular for the last couple of years. Talked a little bit about financing and interest rates and how that's affecting things. So what do you think, Steve? What's our next topic here on general? Well, I was thinking of trying to give homeowners an understanding about how we communicate okay. and how that's been changing. Yeah. You know, we, we as a company, you know, if you go back in time, we used to do things. If you go back to real simple, everything was just done by a very simple phone call. Uh, if you think about your phone and what you had, you went from a phone call to remember, if you remember a little Nextel phone where it was like beep, beep, and mm. you had to, you could do that. Now everything is a lot of texting. Don't forget uh, the Palm Pilots. Oh, uh, the Palm Pilots. <laughs> oh yeah. The blue, the, uh, Blackberries. Yeah. Blackberries. Yeah. Those, those were great. Um, but now everything has changed and we're, we're constantly, the evolution of how we communicate is changing for the good and some of it bad. You know, we, we as a company, uh, we're finding people are texting a lot more, but mm-hmm. one thing with texting, um, depending on how you do it is can be, you know, information can be lost, you know, how you communicate through texting with the homeowner, texting with your staff in the field. Uh, so as a company, you know, we're, we're trying to strive to understand how our homeowners like to communicate, mm-hmm. uh, which can be three pronged. They want a phone call, a text and an email. Uh, and the challenge for us, uh, don't you think Gary is the ability to kind of maintain all that communication and kind of save it and store it, but also be efficient with it. Yeah. You know, communication is, uh, I think it's a continual challenge of, almost every aspect of life. Communication is so vital and so important, but the communicator is often challenged by the time or convenience of communicating and how many people does that person need to communicate with, who all needs to know. I know in our own company, we've got, you know, the three departments. We have the design consultants, our sales team, our interior designers, our project managers. Then we've got managers over all those departments. We have our office staff. And it's like when you're going to communicate something on a specific job, it's a little easier because you know the three team members that are on that job. And maybe you want to add the production manager or maybe you want to add the sales manager to that communication. So you got to determine who's going to hear the message. How are we going to send it? And when am I going to send it? And I know I grew up in production side of things, you know, swinging a hammer, building things. I've always loved working with my hands and I'm a very project oriented person. So when I'm working on a project, just ask my wife, it's hard to get me to communicate. I'm into it, you know, and I love what I'm doing. And I know that's the, the way our guys in the field are. I mean, they're into a project and stuff and to have to stop and pull your phone out and answer a call or answer a text is like pulling teeth when you're really project oriented, but it's yet it's so necessary and so important. So I know we're continually trying to find ways to number one, make sure our people understand how critical communication is and how a lot of times it can't wait. But number two, what technology are we doing and using to communicate? Yeah, we've been, uh, and that technology, you know, obviously you can play with lots of different products and you know every time i turn around there's a new app yeah it's like uh once i get used to an uh, app 
the, another app yeah, has yeah. been given to me. Yeah. This will do it even better. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I sit in manager meetings with you, Gary, and trying to dice through all the apps I could help you know, the mm-hmm. company, it's almost like you need an app consultant. Yeah. <laughs> like, app consultant. Boy. I'll tell oh you. boy. I just gave out a new thing. That's right. App consultant to companies mm-hmm. because there's always new ideas and yep. you know, you know, I, I'll communicate with a client who works with a different company on a different project and different type of business, but it'll say, Oh, we use this. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really interesting. You know, but you know, the Ramallah industry, industry is it's tough it's not all under one roof yeah you talk about these things changing often and if you think about how much effort it takes to change an app or change a software Uh i mean it takes months and uh training and somebody watching over someone's shoulder until they finally get it so changing a process an app or software program is a major major expense in a company it takes a lot of time it's prone to problems. Yep. So it's like, what app am I going to trust that it'll be relevant, you know, for the next few number of years? Instead of, is it going to be some fly-by-night thing and we invest all this time and money in it, train everybody in it, and it, it's just and doesn't Two days get later, the job. somebody hand you an app, oh, this does this in 30 yeah. seconds. Or like, it doesn't Whoa. really do what you expected it to do. Right. So, I mean, we're very gun-shy. I mean, we're, we really try to do due diligence and changing to any program like that. Uh, and we t- typically test it, you know, among the management team first. and See, see how it if, goes. See if we vet it and see if we can get all the bugs out of it and if it's going to work. But it is a, a major concern for any company to change an app. Yeah. But like you say, they're just coming out right and left and everyone's got some little thing that's better than the other. <laughs> <laughs> that That is the frustrating part is it changing so often. And, you know, it's like when we, we change over to our communication software, how we deal with the homeowners, mm-hmm. you know, you know, how we're communicating with our homeowners. We used to, you know, give them a piece of paper and say, here's what we would be doing with you every at the end of every week. Oh, now, yeah. Our, uh, uh, this, this week, week on your job yeah. mm-hmm. and and now we still do the same thing but we use technology to make it more uh accessible to the homeowner on a more consistent level mm-hmm. um that they can see real time you know and yeah. getting through that software and getting all the bugs and wrinkles getting homeowner feedback and and so we can plan for the future and and working with the software has been fantastic as far as streamlining growth. Mm-hmm. And you talked about growth. We talked about in an earlier segment. It's part of growth is being able to communicate real time versus delayed like a fax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only real time, but also reaching all the parties that need to be you know, exactly. in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know like in the field you can think, well, I just need to contact the interior designer about this issue. So you just shoot them info, but we don't know, maybe the design consultant talked to the homeowner on the same issue and came up with a different idea, and now he's out of the loop or she's out of the loop. Yep. So, I mean, communicating quickly and rapidly and also making sure you hit all the right parties is part of it too. So, I mean, finding an app or software program that makes that easy is the key, right. easy and intuitive. You know, we can... Uh, we, we could have a list of all 85 employees, right? And if we had to select each one out of that list of 85 every time we communicated, that'd be a nightmare. Uh, you just wouldn't do it. Yeah, but if we've got groups pre-assigned and just boom, 
this is going to have all the people that need to know whether they need to know or not, they're going to know. (laughs) (laughs) So it's actually been, it's been challenging and fun. That's actually why we go to some, some big shows, uh, Mm -hmm. like the international builder show, um, those K biz, things like that. Those shows are great for us to talk with people in our industry, um, and look at software and stuff like that, that can work for our industry. Absolutely. Okay, so you're listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. We're on segment three, and I want you to hang in there because uh, we're going to finish this show up with more topics, really, of the current state of the remodeling industry and what we're facing now. We are going to be right back. You're listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. Really glad that you're tuning in. I'm Gary Demas. I'm president of Dave Fox Design Build Remodelers, and I have Steve Dempsey, our sales manager, here with us today. Loving every minute of it. So if you're just tuning in, we've been talking, Steve, just really about kind of the current state of affairs with remodeling, covering all kinds of stuff, project types, financing, methods of financing, cash or bank, line of credit. Uh, We just talked about communication Mm -hmm. in our last segment. And as we were doing that, it was primarily, you know, choosing the right app or software program to communicate and making sure that you can get all the people on there easily that you need to communicate with, like through our departments. But then also we got the side of hearing from our clients and Mm. their communication with us. So with you being in charge of all of our design consultants, what advice would you give our clients in terms of how and how often and what to communicate to our teams? Well, Realistically, it actually starts at the very beginning because it's all, you know, it's like when I teach the design consultants, it's about a relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times when we deal with a client, they look at themselves as being on the outside, you know, this just generates on its own. And in fact, we have like a, we have a three person triad. We have the design consultant, the interior designer and the project manager, Mm -hmm. but it's actually the fourth, which is the homeowner. Yeah. or homeowners, you know, their involvement and what they think and what's going on is just as important as the other parts of the other pieces. Mm-hmm. And it's when they, uh, don't have time or, you know, when it comes to selecting something and communicating how important that is mm-hmm. their involvement. Um, so, you know, when you send out an email to a homeowner, um, it, yeah, to, you know, well, I'll get to that. Well, or they can figure it out or their communication with us is extremely important because ultimately it's their, their, their home, their project. Sure. So communicating from them, my advice to them would be is to not sit on the sideline, Mm -hmm. be involved with the project. Of course, you're trusting the team to take care of you, but be involved, be excited, you know, let us know if there's something that you'd really like to see or, you know, don't just run into things blindly. Be a part of it. Um, now, that doesn't mean you need to send me an email at uh, 12 o'clock at night and expect a response. Mm-hmm. But uh, ultimately, you know, good communication and letting the the team that you're working with know exactly how you like to communicate yeah. and what yeah. is the best way for you to communicate. Yeah, um, that's really the key. And that's what the homeowner should kind of make real clear to the team, how they like to communicate to get best responses. Yeah, we actually, that's part of our, what we cover at our in-house meeting. So 
when the whole team meets the homeowner in their home before we start the project, kind of review everything. And that's, that's right. one of the topics that is brought up there. But, uh, you know, some of the things I've seen over the years, people are all different. Everyone's different. And everyone's um, communicating methods and sense of urgency varies as well. And we've got some homeowners who uh, are so nice, they're too nice. Yeah. And they don't bring up things that are really kind of getting under their skin. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, our our people are great people. They're nice people. All of our clients love our people. But doesn't mean that our people are perfect. Right. <laughs> we do miss things. Maybe there's you you asked uh, our team to take care, you know, not store something in the garage because you're going to be getting the car out. Maybe we forgot to do that. And maybe you're such a nice homeowner, you don't even mention it. You know, you just, you know, just take take one for the team and don't say anything to anybody. And then it happens again and it happens again. And then and you get upset. You can only be quiet so long. Sooner or later, that's going to build up and then you're going to be downright mad. Right. <laughs> uh, so we want to hear, you know, when something bothers you a little bit. Right. Just a little bit. Let us know. And we, if we don't take care of it, shame on us or the you know, somebody's boss is going to get on them about that. <clears throat> so don't be so nice that you won't share with us what's bothering you or disturbing you. Yeah. We, we try and teach the DCs and the team to, you know, this going out to all those homeowners out there that when a homeowner mentions something, you know, Obviously, they're building a big project, but if mm-hmm. a homeowner mentions something, everything else doesn't seem to matter other than that one thing they mentioned. Yeah, it could be it could be just as simple as a a little nick on something that we'll take care of at the end of the project, yeah. but it really is bothering that mm-hmm. homeowner. Mm-hmm. So, trying to you know train the team to under recognize that yeah. and execute that little thing because that could be a very big stress reliever for a homeowner who doesn't know the system. Yeah. It's a big deal. That's a great point because, you know, something that's getting under your crawl, maybe you as a homeowner realize it's a small thing and maybe you're afraid to say anything to the team because it's a small thing. But if it's bothering you, that it should be a big thing to us. That's right. Because the emotional stress and the emotional investment people make in remodeling is a huge one. And you only have so much emotional strength within you. Yes. And it's easy for that to get eaten away. And you want to save that emotional strength for a, something that is something that is really an issue that needs to be dealt with. Right. So if there's little things that are bothering our clients, we really want them to make us aware of them. Right. And that's that's actually why it's like if there's something out there like that's got you in a little call or a tick or something that's really you know, mentioning it to your team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back to the communication we were talking about when the homeowner mentions, Hey, I, this thing's bothering me. Is that communication being relayed to the entire team in the right way? Yeah. And the right person knowing about it correctly, quickly enough so they can get that addressed. And that's yeah. all about it's quick response. Yeah. You know, here's my issue. Let's get it taken care of. And yeah. that, that's kind of what we're trying to shoot yeah. for. So. so as I started this conversation, a lot of people, well, everybody communicates a little differently. And some people are on the other end of the spectrum and everything is urgent, you know, and, you know, they're communicate, overly communicating about every little thing. Yeah. And that's not healthy either. I mean, that's not good for the client or for our team. Yeah, because then we can't decipher... We can't just, if everything's important, well, yeah. then we just have to assume, well, nothing's 
Yeah. Like we, we can't focus on, yeah, well, that means like everything. The man who <laughs> cried wolf, you know, yeah. you cry it too many times. Nobody's going to pay attention. <laughs> We're confused on which one, what, what the issue is. Yeah. So, so yeah. So over communicating can be just as bad as under communicating. Um, for that's a very good point, mm-hmm. you know, over communicating, you know, 20 paragraph communication over a, a, a tick on the wall or something like that. Yeah. It could be too much. And one of the things that we keep talking about is how when you're behind a computer on a keyboard typing an email, a lot of times the, I don't know, the the personality that comes through that email isn't what you would normally find face-to-face with a person. Correct. And you can be a little more aggressive in an email and maybe a little too out there in terms of uh, I don't know how you're expressing yourself. And it can come across to the reader as wow, this is what they really think. They don't know that I did this and I did that. (laughs) Just like with a text, you know, you text just the right, that's why, gosh, love those emojis just to help (laughs) with some of those texts. (laughs) Like, are you in a bad mood or not? That's why emojis were made, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) Are you frustrated? Not frustrated. Personality and character to the, all the texts that we're reading. Yeah. Yeah, but that's important. I mean, and we need to, like if I'm writing an email, I always have somebody look at it. Yeah. And, you know, a different set of eyes because things can come across differently. You know, you might be sitting there typing and maybe you don't have a bad attitude in your mind, but it's just somebody could read it that way. Yeah. Well, that could also be a good, you know, note to the homeowner is that, yeah, let's just say you like to get all your thoughts across and there's maybe tons of them, you know, shoot out that email, but then mm-hmm. follow it up with a phone call yeah. that, that phone call would say, hey, you, you, and you leave a message to the DC or PM, yep. that'll, they'll know how you feel. Exactly. So. Well, we really appreciate everybody tuning in to the Dave Fox Homer Modeling Show today. Uh, we want to know you can reach us by email. That's info at DaveFox.com. If you have any ideas, thoughts, suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to DaveFoxRadio.com, download any previously broadcast shows, and we'll be back next Sunday morning at 8.